0: Welcome back to Round 12, the podcast that will always be dedicated to growth, development, and motivational mastery. I am your host, Sensei Roger B. Hamilton. Thank you for joining us again today for another episode of the Round 12 podcast series. Let's go get it. The world at large.
1: your so flags up in
0: and gentlemen, here it is. Season two. And it's an inter- interesting concept that I've come up with uh, for season two that was quite spontaneous. I decided that if I was going to make more of a contribution and I was going to share more good quality information and uh, philosophy with you all, then today, starting today, I would go out into the world at large And I would talk to people whom I had never met and ask them to share some things with us uh, that they think we could grow from. And on our first trial of this, I think we did a brilliant job. Stand by for some outstanding people. And I wanted to give extra special consideration for Paul and his military service. Go, Paul. Stay strong, bro. Stand by.
1: What I have three boyfriends, mm-hmm.
2: two young uh-huh. and one old, Every year old. Oh. He got a lot of money, ah. but he don't give to anybody, ah. not
0: to the wife. That's no, why he keeps it, huh? <laughs> huh? But he's That's why him. Oh my yeah. gosh! And how old are you, if I may ask? Twenty
2: nine and three quarters. Oh,
0: no more than that for you, huh? <laughs> no more than that for you. No, no, no. Well, you're quite beautiful.
3: If you come from 1928, Mm -hmm. how
0: old do you think I'm going to be? Uh, 90-something. No (laughs) 90-something,
2: say 9 and 0,
0: no more. (laughs) No more! You are amazing! May I ask your name?
3: The first name of the woman, who was it?
0: Uh, Uh, Mary. Uh, no, not Mary. uh no, no. no. Uh, you know, the guy. Uh, no, no, no. E- you know, e- A- A- Eve?
3: Eve. E-V-A.
0: What is that? E- well, that's Ava Eva. Eva. Ah, so, so do you pronounce Eva or Eva?
2: Anything. Anybody like to. Ah. Fashion. I'm not very fashion
0: So tell me one bit of advice for the world at large, for the public, younger yes. or older. Mm-hmm. What's your advice? One piece of advice. First
2: of all, to take care of themselves. Everybody. That's the best. To continue for different things. Okay. That's what I say.
0: I love that advice. <laughs> I thank you so much for sharing with us. Yeah. It makes me so happy. I'm honored. And my name is Roger. Roger. Roger.
1: Nice name. My ah!
0: Name, my name's... Right. Very nice. Thank you you so much, Eva. Okay,
1: nice.
0: Feel free to take my card. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with Jade this afternoon. We're in front of Pete's Coffee, and we're exploring all the things about motivational mastery that come with our podcast. And Jade has consented to give us her perspective on what you can endure and what you should pay attention to to grow and develop in this world. What have you endured, Jade? What can you share with the audience? Um,
4: uh, I mean, when I was in high school, my dad got arrested. That was pretty hard for me. And, you know, I just like, gotta say, just keep going through it. My brothers been there for me, so as long as you have people to support you, just keep going, that's it. Okay, well,
0: yeah, it felt awful, didn't it?
4: it sucked, and yeah. It stays with you now, does yeah, but it just pushes me further.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what would you say helped get you through it the most?
4: Just my family, to be honest. That was it. Like, just having being there, knowing that my brother's really worried, kind of had to like, got out the house a little more. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How's your father now? Is he better?
4: Oh, yeah, was yeah, he's good.
0: So, if you had to share with the world at large, and you had to tell them something just as a statement or just your personal perspective. What would you say about, getting through really difficult things?
4: Um, there's no quit. That's it. Just go. I wrestled, so it was and pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. It was cool. That was it. Like, it's just stuff you go through, you gotta get over it. It's life.
0: And how old were you again when it happened? I
4: was 16. 16. Yeah.
0: So, on your birthday, um, or on that time, that special anniversary? Uh, does it hit you and if it does, what do you do to get through?
4: Um I mean when I was seventeen I went through a really hard time because I didn't like I didn't really wanna remember the fact that that happened, my friends threw me a surprise party, so yeah. Friends. Yeah.
0: Friendship is important, hidden. Yes, yeah. I, I gotta tell you, this is really strong, you know, and if I may say so, the tears in your eyes now tell a big story.
1: Alright. Uh.
0: Um, but you know what? I'm happy, actually happy to share them with you because I want you to know that somebody in the world gives it. I've been through things too, some difficult things, things that we can't even, we don't have time to get into now.
4: You can just caught me on my way to work. Yeah. I was just like, all right, I know I it's mean, amazing. cool, i
0: I know it's amazing.
4: Wait, so you just do this?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. And this is the second year of my podcast, so I want to emphasize the good in the world. So what do you think is good about the world right now, just in general?
4: Um, I mean, I woke up today That's
0: big And do you think it's worth it To pay attention to what's good Instead of dwelling on what's not
4: Uh, yeah, you can't let the Like, you can't let the bad things Affect you that much, you kind of just have to like Push it to the side, not even like let it gather up You just gotta get over it, that's it You get over it So man, how old are you now? I'm 18 Yeah, I just turned 18 like a month ago
0: you're working here at D, and you're growing and getting stronger, huh?
4: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I got this job like right after I turned seven, like right before I turned seventeen.
0: Well, here's what I want to say to you: May you live as long as you want, and never want as long as you live. And thank you for visiting with us. Let me give you my card so you can check in for the podcast. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank Y'all
4: you. Have a good day.
0: Too. I don't know. It's so, so do you think you have stronger endurance now? And do you think
2: I, I had, and I'm now a, in a safe situation.
0: Yeah. So yeah. tell me what you've learned about it, oh, the the difficulty. What have you endured? What was the difficult time? Patience.
2: Yeah. And understanding.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Adapting to uh, whatever uh, environment you are, mm-hmm. whatever
4: circumstance you are. Mm-hmm. Try to adapt and. Uh,
0: as a situation. May I ask, um, what country are you originally from? I'm from Africa Ethiopia. Ethiopia, very good. And that transition, was it difficult or easy?
2: Uh, it was, uh, it's not as easy as it was supposed to be, but. Uh, It's not very
0: hard Ah, Very good. So if you had to encourage someone coming from Ethiopia or another country, what would you tell them? Make sure you remember to do this.
5: Uh, Understand the culture, the new Ah. culture. That's, uh, That's how you talk about
1: it. If you just carry on with your culture,
0: Good one, very nice May I ask your name? Malaku Malaku Wait a second How do you spell? M-A-L? Yes, please M-E-A-L-A
2: No, M-E-L-A-K-U
0: M-E-L-A-K-U Okay M-E-L-A-K-U Melaku, what a pleasure. Thank you, sir. We are still live at the Peach Coffee Shop in Brentwood, California, speaking to all manner of people about their lives and their experiences. Stand by. Right now, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Paul. Um, he's wearing a U.S. Army um uh, garb as it were with shirt and hat and etc so it tells me and he got a heroism hat uh, um, um, stamp on the top of his hat and i can tell you right now he's been through things his eyes tell it to me and his clothing tells it to me so i want him if he's willing and he is i'm sitting he's sitting here with me to share a story with you that he endured and tell you why it's important to keep moving on right so paul if you would please what do you think what what have you endured that you could share with the public at large here today
2: well, I did 24 years in the Army. i uh, got seven combat tours. Seven? Yes, sir. Seven combat tours. Uh, awarded the Bronze Star for heroism. Seven? Yes, sir. Seven. Your service, bro. Yes, sir. 24 years. Respect, yeah, man. Dedicated my life. Signed on a dotted line, and I will do it again. I, Respect, I it. Paul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Retired at age of 45. Uh came on a retirement three years later for six months, and now I'm permanently di- uh, permanently retired, a 100% disabled vet. So the 24 years uh, in Army, I was a truck driver. So, you know, doing a combat tour, you got all that gear on, and you can't put your seatbelt on, so you're going down the road. Army going to buy the cheapest vehicles with the cheapest suspension, the cheapest seats, so you're trying to run through that, that ambush line, you just... Jumping up and down, hitting your head on the top of the uh, top of the vehicle. Not for the lumbar. Yeah. So I have uh, PTSD, uh, bad back. I have uh, TBI, what's called traumatic brain injury, uh, from hitting back and forth on the uh, on the top of the roof. Uh, but like I said, I would do it again. Uh, two tours in uh, Germany, uh, one tour in Korea. Uh, did the Gulf War, Somalia. And I racked, OIF five times. Been all around the world, all around the world. Most places people don't see on the map. So uh, it was very rewarding my career. And like I say, uh, had I not been, you know, uh, sustained to my injuries, I would have did more. You know? So, like I said, I don't complain. When you, when you go in there and you sign up, you do on sign your name on that dotted line. A lot of people don't realize that someday you might uh, get deployed to go to war, which I did, you know, I accept that because I signed on that dotted line. And like I tell everybody, I would do it again. Uh, a lot of people say in the military, you don't make that much money. Well, that's not true. You know, once you start getting the years under your belt and you start getting uh, the rank, uh, on your collar, the money is actually very good, uh, except I'm 100% retired, disabled veteran. I've been 100% since uh, 2009, uh, so it's been a while. So I've been primarily retired since the age of 48. So
0: let me ask you, if you have a, a new recruit who is just going in, and maybe there's active wartime, maybe it isn't. The fact is he signed on the dotted line and he's enlisted. If you had a piece of advice for you. And just coming to your mind, what would you tell
2: or her? Well, I mean, like I tell everybody, sometimes I see myself almost as a recruiter uh, because I see some people, young kids, and ask them, well, what are you doing? Uh, and they work at certain places, and I, I realize that the jobs that they're working in, like one is IT, uh, dealing with computers uh, is a good one. Uh, now drones, we actually have an MOS nun in the military that's... Uh, straight out for working on drones, flying drones. Uh, so that money is, is, is also very difficult. Uh, like I said, I was transportation. And when I joined, I wanted to become either uh, transportation or MP. So my wife was pregnant at the time and I was doing general labor construction. You know, I might work two months and be off for two months. And so it was her idea, well, hey, why don't you join the army? And like, okay, well, That sounds good. And so I joined the army. And uh, eleven years later, we wanted to divorce him because I was still in. Army. Yeah, I wanted to make it a career. Once you pass ten years, is you know there's no quitting. Yeah, let's take that other nine years out and retire. Right? For instance, this is Veterans Day weekend, and in the military, every federal holiday is a four day weekend. There's seven of them out the year. Uh, in the months where there's not a seven-day veteran um, uh, holiday, you get a three-day weekend. Uh, so you get 30, uh, 30 days leave. If you deploy, you get an additional 15 days for R&R. So when you look at that up, that's 45 You days. are a recruiter, bro. Oh, yeah. That's Way 45 days, it. you know. That's, I, that's I, very and nice. I is. And I can tell them, you get to you travel the world.
0: So I only ask you about the psychological and or emotional. Because you haven't hit any wartime yet. You got to get up and do your PT. You got to go ahead and follow through and follow orders and line up and et cetera. But what would you tell them emotionally to look out for or psychologically? Uh,
2: if you're not in it uh, from the heart and you're just looking at it again and get a big paycheck, then it's not probably for you.
1: Uh, one thing, if
2: you're married, you need to make sure that your companion is aware of and, and willing to make them sacrifices with you, because my second marriage, I was dual military, so we're divorced now, we were together for 16 years, uh, we had a, we're at a point to where I was going, on my way back, she was going, so we would most of the time link up in Kuwait, because that's where your transition point is at, so I would see her coming in and I would be going out. And uh, that was at the beginning of uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom, and so we uh, we ended up going part, you know. Even though we were both military, you know, even uh, it's you know you gotta want it. You know what I mean? You gotta want it. So Don't let no recruiter car- get out, caruder, I mean, recruiter get out there and sell you uh, hundred acres down in Louisiana in a swamp land. So you gotta make sure that this is what you wanna do. You know, because I had no idea that I was going to be, you know? but in history, says every father's son, there's a war, so, uh, we don't do, uh, uh, we don't do the, uh, where you have to come in, you know, where it used to be, you know, well, that's right. so, uh, now it's by choice, uh, but like I said, I'll sit, I'll sit here and I'll tell a soldier, I'll do good
0: seat. That's good to hear, because then there's no regret on your part about anything, right? You feel like you were engaged in what you were supposed to be engaged in, in, and you got a whole heart. That is beautiful. And that's actually, actually the concept that we're trying to operate from here. Find some level place in your life. Be motivated to move forward. And be resilient and get through difficulty, right? Right. And so you were fighting for freedom. You did all those tours. You went over and did all that. And, and theoretically and literally, you're fighting for freedom. Freedom of speech. Freedom of movement. Freedom of to enjoy your life, right? So let me ask you. There's a lot of people that have a different perception of what freedom is or is not do you think we have more in common than we do apart and we should start coming together or do you think you should slam be on one side of the oh no we need to come together, we need to come together especially what's going on in,
2: in today's, well, no, no, there's a lot that you know there may wind up being a draft
1: if we wind up going to war with iran you know
2: uh, troops in uh, syria that were supposed to be pulled out Pulled some of them out and ended up leaving them because uh, we didn't do operational security concept. and So, Operational security, which we call opsec, and then there's uh, uh, security where you, you you put out with your operational security and, and your communications. So having said that, and when we put out there that hey we're pulling our troops out of Syria, then that gave these other rogue nations come okay you know what you're pulling us up. yeah we're coming in and then look what we wind up doing we wind up saying, okay well we're going to guard your oil fields, and we're going to pull troops back and send them back into iraq well in most cases if if the army or let's say our, our u.s armed forces are going to be in it it's always because there's something in it for us oil if there had not been the oil in syria they would have all been poured out. So they okay, would well, know, well, wait a minute. We want to protect your oil because guess what? We want some of your oil too. There's
0: always a story behind those, those conflicts. Yes. Um, honestly, the, the international uh, footprint is getting smaller and smaller all the time. We're connecting like uh, like we never did before, but not always on a peaceful level. You know. So much respect to you for being aware of that, for putting your time and investing in it, but not regretting anything for seeing it for what it is. I'm so honored to hear you say it. So if I had to share with the audience at large, whether military or non-military, what's a bit of advice you would give them on how to live their life, honestly, right? To say how to live your life. Well,
2: first of all, you got to put God in your life. You put him first, everything else is going to fall in place. Uh, So like I said, live hard, you know? enjoy what's here for you, because you we do have freedom. And I've been to some third world countries where if you did not cry, you had no heart. And one of those places that was the hardest for me, believe it or not, was Somalia. Because I seen yeah, our people. I mean, it. Whoa. when they passed away, they buried them right on the side of the road. So I seen the suffering of a third world country at large, Versus Iraq doesn't compare to Somali, and Somali was way back in the 94, 95, but no comparison
0: Paul. Uh, Paul, if I may ask your last name? Dow. Yeah. D-O-W? Yes, sir. Uh, Paul, I, I got to tell you, you've made our afternoon, I say our because this is going to be broadcast. So before we end today, I just want to thank you with all of my heart for sharing your spirit and for contributing to this country like you contributed, but to have a positive perspective after it. You know some that don't. You know some that don't. You know some that that was in six months that don't. Right. And so I'm proud of you for this. And I promise you this man to man. I'm gonna perpetuate this positive going forward, too, as a man, right? Now, I didn't serve the tours like you did. I honor you. I value you. I've been teaching karate a long time. I've been I've been dug into helping others the best way I could. Mm-hmm. But I have just learned something more today from another man, and I am pleased to know you, sir. Thank you, too. Thank you, sir. You're very Appreciate very welcome. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh, I'm trying to do something good, man. Yeah, And positive. That's Paul. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with uh, Adriano and he has consented to share with us a story about something he may have endured and that he's learned from and that he thinks he could give a bit of advice or at least perception to you and make your life maybe even better, even if it's in a very small way. So, sir, if you would, what's that thing you've experienced since we've introduced ourselves and moved forward and you have your lovely lady here with you? So go ahead.
1: I don't
6: know
0: if it'll make people's lives better, but um, there's one experience that I've had that
1: I've uh, written an
6: essay on in school that I've, that's really stuck with me. Uh, and I think for me, it was something that I endured a little bit that broadened my uh, perspective a little bit. Uh, our church does a... Uh, a kids camp that we that we host, and uh, the the kids that we do the camp for are foster kids, and you hear tons of uh, t- tons of tough stories, and uh, just just the experience of like hearing all those things and seeing the behaviors that happen as a result. Uh, I just think that experience of being with those kids, coming alongside them, seeing them cry, and seeing them act up, and then helping them through um, that—I
0: think that's one of those things that
6: can really open your heart to kids like that, and kind of show that there's people that need help, and you do have the ability to uh, help them in a positive way. And they just—some kids are just neglected, and they are lacking the the simple love that people can give, and it's easy to give but the homes that they're in, maybe uh, don't provide that. Uh, but it's really easy, you just have to step out there and help out. And it's really easy to do it with different uh, no organizations, just plugging into something like that. And it's infinitely rewarding as far as like what you learn from it and just uh, just,
0: you know, I think it's infinite, infinitely benevolent as well because you wind up giving a part of yourself, not just money, um, but a give a time and a piece of your, your consideration, and your care and your empathy. And to me, that goes a very, very long way. I've lived in the place of empathy for a long time for other human beings. So let me ask you, did it surprise you that you would feel it so powerfully as you do that? Yeah, At first. I
6: mean, there was there was a specific moment. Uh, since it's our church that does it, there was one moment where I shared um, the gospel, basically uh, Christ dying on the cross, and sharing a verse with the with the child. And I just remember really crying over it, which I've, never had never happened to me before. But the moment was just so real and like just really caring for another human being in that way. And you know, for those who listening to me, i be a Christian. Um, sharing the gospel was such an emotional thing because this is the most important thing that we believe that we can share. Right? That God came down with human flesh and died on the cross and saved us of our sins and that all we have to do is believe in Him and we would be saved. Like Jesus have the opportunity to share that with this kid who probably didn't care for his family. And, like, uh, you should know that there's like a lack of seeing that love and just being able to not only show it in the camp, but then also
1: uh,
6: show it uh, by speaking of you know, Scripture and what God has done. Uh, that, that's, that's I think, in my entire life, I think that is the time where I most felt something like
0: that. Really, really good. I have to tell you, I'm very pleased with you sharing this for a, a very profound reason. Theology notwithstanding... What I'm hearing from you is uh, the idea of uh, positive behavior toward others, of consideration and care for the human condition, of uh, making myself uh, humble enough to be able to learn and grow and, and spend time with others, uh, and living by some level of code or rule, golden or otherwise. And so what I'm seeing from you is whatever religion you were, whether you were Christian or you were some other religion, the fact is... That universality comes through you to me mm. and I feel it very strongly and I have to say thank you because you've blessed me with your sense of genuineness and honesty. And that's what I'm trying to be too. I, I promise you this. Uh, from here for all the rest of my days I'm trying to be an honest genuine person who leaves some level of imprint on the world at large and you've helped me today. That I'm is glad awesome. God of glad sharing something could have done that. Yes. And so, so as we close it out, tell me if you had a piece of advice. Um, for the world at large and you had to say guys if you could remember this thing
1: and do this thing
0: if you can it could be good what is it? i think um piece of advice that i can give is just
6: i think this culture encourages people to be closed off and i would encourage people to be aware of that and to kind of make an effort to break free of that and reach out to people in mm-hmm. however way you can
0: Well, bravo, here, here, and let's go! Outstanding work! Outstanding work, and done! I gotta tell you, let me put this on pause here, one second here. Wait, 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 where's Mike? Can hardly see it. Wait, endured, experienced, learned, grown? For women, it could be having a baby. For a guy, it could be going through surgery. Uh, gosh, it could be the betrayal of false friends. It could be the, uh, the, the moon, and solar eclipse. It could be whatever you think okay. it is. And, uh, we're oh. speaking through the same mic and generally I'd be up on here on the mic all sweet, but we're right here right now and we got plenty of vibe. So Larry, I've, I've interacted with you a several times in passing here at Pete's. I think you're great at what you do. I oh, think you learned it really well. Congratulations on getting through school. Oh, thank you. So getting through school could also be one. So what have you got to share with the world at large that makes uh, us better for your experience?
5: Getting, getting through school was a big one, but uh, I also think just um, having uh, a disability and uh, going through life with, for at least part of my life, with that being a much more visible one, uh, teaches you a lot about the nature of the world and how you're treated in the world and... Uh, And who your friends are, and uh, you know. So I, I guess we talk about endurance or not quitting or not giving up or whatever. I don't know anything else.
0: Man, so Larry, that's what that's i was saying. Strong. That is very very strong. Now, if you, if I may. Uh, talk to us about uh, the specifics of the disability so that you can make it real clear to folks so that those folks who may be in the same boat and feel that sense of union. Oh well, what well, are we speaking of? Uh,
5: cerebral palsy and it's mild, you would never know that I have it. And
1: I'm
5: very grateful. You know, there are people who got it rougher than I have it. And I know that, but I mean okay, Kids are mean. Some Parents are mean, so the world is awesome. often mean. And when were you diagnosed? Well, what time in your life? I di- well you're born with it. Okay, I mean, it's
0: a, oh. an injury at birth. Yeah, yeah. So, and what's the most powerful learning experience you've had from it all? In spite of the fact that while it may have been negative in some ways, where people responded poorly, or they didn't have empathy, etc but there's something about your development as a human being that is powerful and good. That comes from it. What is that? Mm. There's some sugar it's, in the salt. Yeah, I like that.
5: I'm using that. One foot in front of the other. I mean, it, it sounds simple. It's not. Because, I mean, if it were easy, anyone would do it. But. Uh, yeah. i don't think i was raised to quit
0: so and so where do we go from here larry what, what's important for you for your next stage of development as a human being what's what's in your radar i know you got a goal sitting in there to, to the world you want to tell them what it is larry i know you
5: do what is it one of the things is having my own podcast no kidding. No kidding. Starts now, <laughs> it starts now,
0: baby. It starts now. He's
3: learning from you. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. No kidding. Uh, yeah. Tell us more. What kind of theme? What would it be
5: about? Uh, it's probably going to go toward the, the cinematic. Uh, wow. to, yeah, you cinema. shared that with me. You I'm like cinema, cinema
0: don't you? You do. Especially karate uh, movies. Especially no.
5: martial arts <laughs> movies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, yeah.
5: that's one of the things. That I'm a writer. And my girlfriend's an artist.
0: So, a lot of collaboration. So, all of it is art, right? So, effectively, whether so, it's music or whether it's cinema or a lead she's a production, and et cetera. So, so, if you had one piece of advice as we close, to share with the world at large, and you had to say, you guys, don't forget this, what would that thing be, Lara? What's the old
5: adage? If you're going, if you find yourself going through hell, keep going.
1: So that would be my advice.
0: Keep going. Outstanding. Thank you very much. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're sitting here with a, a wonderful guest here on our outside uh, interviews today. Her name is Presha Kim. And as I've asked people already leading up to this, what kind of experiences have you had where you could share with an audience at large and make us a little bit better from your experience? At least to share good information. So, Presha, welcome. Thank you. And it's strange that I'm sitting here outside of Pete's and realize that I met Pressure and no Pressure from the past. <laughs> just ago. Go figure. Life is funny. I I recognized
3: you first. Oh, my God. That's
0: true. You did. And then right away, I jumped out of my skin almost. Once again, good to have you. So, Pressure, you see what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to share my life and my experiences with other people and theirs. What would you share about yours?
3: There are a couple of stories that I would like to share, if that's okay. Um, One actually is a story about my late dad. And he was uh, full of stories. He actually came originally from North Korea. And um, the story that he told me was that um, shortly after the Korean War ended, um, North Korea was overrun by communists. And so... um, They captured his brothers and sisters, and they said, well, and they were devout Christians at that point, and they said, either you change your faith to communism, or you can choose to die for your faith. And to them, you know, it was like they didn't have an option. They wanted to live true to who they were. And they said, well, um, you know, we choose to die for our faith. And so they became martyrs. They were shot by a foreign squad. And they were killed for their faith. And my dad was not in the um, picture at that point, but when he came back home and he found out what happened, um, he knew he had no time to lose. Um, and so just only having the clothes on his back and his faith in God, um, he made started making his escape from North Korea to South Korea. And uh, it took one year. It was not a very easy journey. Um, I remember hearing uh, from others who, you know, he told a story to that there was one part of the journey where because of uh, the border patrol, um, they were swarming all the land routes. So his only way to escape was to get across the river. And I'm sure he was praying like anything, God, help me out, please, because he would surely be captured, you know. Um, and when you know it, he just happened to see a rowboat. And the rowboat had canvas in it. He got himself in it. He pushed himself in the boat. He allowed the current to push um, the boat down, pulled the canvas over himself. Um, I don't know if they didn't see the boat or they just saw, I well, nobody's in the boat and they didn't bother with it. But he was able to escape right under their noses. Oh, my God. And he got to the other side and he continued his journey. But he was telling me he had to deal with Siberian winters. And cold, cold winters in the north. And then in the summer, really hot monsoon summers. And finally, he got to the 45th parallel. And he crossed over into freedom, into South Korea. And I remember when he told me, Roger, that he just got down on his knees. And he started crying. And he started thanking God. And, you know, I I can only imagine, you know. (laughs) Um, you know, You are every day, you don't know if you're going to live to see the next day. And then there you are. I mean, you're filled with relief because you made it. <laughs> you know, by the grace of God, you made it. And um, I bring that story up. That, that's a story. My dad told me a lot of stories um, ever since I was young because he wanted me to pass on his stories. He wanted me to be the one um, to pass it on to people, to encourage people. And let people know that no matter how tough your circumstances are, if God is with you, you can get through it. And um, this another reason why I'm bringing it up is that I'm. So I know you you wanna (laughs) you wanna shy away from um, you know political views and things like that, but I'm.
0: The mic is yours, right?
3: Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. But I I have been noticing, especially in the House, um, you know, not so much in the Senate, but in the House, there are a lot of people that have very far left uh, wing, very communist, you know, um, ideas. And I feel that for me, for me to be okay with that and to, you know, just sit and do nothing or whatever, I think that would be letting my dad down. My dad risked his life to get away from that. And he, you know... I mean, he has seen firsthand how terrible communism is. People have this view that communism is is fantasy. It's paradise. No, it isn't. You know, a lot of people have died under that regime, you know. And so... um, But anyway, I I just... um, I wanted to say that, um, yeah, I, I, I'm i not okay, you know, I'm not okay with what I see going on um, in the house, um, and I, I think that, you know, it, it is my duty, you know, to be faithful to my dad's memory, and what he tried to do. I disagree with that. I, I, I have to, I can't be false, oh, no. you know. I I have to fight for what I believe to be right and true, and so, you know, that's to bring honor to his memory, but also to do what I think is right. Um, So, that's one story. (laughs) Good Korean. (laughs) I think you're more Koreanized than I am. Have you ever eaten monkey's brains?
0: I have not. <laughs> <laughs> they do that in Korea. I know. There's delicacies that exist I, that I may have to take pause. Yeah, with no, me too. Know. And
1: that's my culture. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, thanks.
3: Sorry,
0: but anyway. <laughs> really good. Well, I, I think that there's a prevailing message in this thing that you're sharing of perseverance. and. My tagline and phrase is never quit. I have shirts that go along with it. I've been saying it to my students forever. Everyone kind of knows me for it now. And it's become almost cliche anymore. But it's not to me. It really represents that whatever you're going through, whatever is happening, how difficult it is, and sometimes very difficult, frankly, for an individual's experience, you have to think in terms of getting to the end. You have to sometimes start those things with the end in mind. So that it always pushes you, so you can see it. Because if you're in the middle and you're only thinking middle, then maybe that's as far as you'll get, Your father thought and result all the way through. He held that tight in his heart and in his head. And that's what got him through, the idea that he could see it happening. And that's what I would share with people. Visualize what you want to happen, and you'd be amazed about how many things can. So that's just beautiful. So let me tell you, when he first started sharing these stories with you, when you were younger and you effectively had to process this, did it start out as challenging or just exciting and something to discuss with Bob?
3: You know, that's a that's a good question. That's a very interesting question that you ask. Right when I hit seven years old, he uh, pretty much considered, yeah, you're old enough. I need to tell you these stories and you know, pass these stories on to you. I didn't really have any idea, you know, me being young, the impact of what his expectations were. Mm-hmm. But I found his story is very interesting, and I was listening, and and there are many, many other stories where that came from. <laughs> Trust me, there are many others. There yeah. Um, but you know, um, he um, didn't just say a story, especially that story. Um, he didn't tell me that story just once. I mean, he, this story in particular, he would repeat over and over and, because he wanted to make sure that I had that story down, that it was, you know, internalized. And I'm glad that he did. You know, Roger, I would say that that is the most important gift um, that he's left me, that legacy, that kind of a legacy are those stories. And how often? I mean, I don't really feel that it's valued as much as it could be. That it, I mean, you said, yeah, everybody has a story. That's absolutely Reverbable right. Everyone has yes, a story. Ma'am.
0: It used to be and, the way that we conveyed these kinds of things in the past oh, was directly through a, a direct storytelling atmosphere. Yeah.
3: Right? Yes, right? and people loved it. People mm-hmm. valued it. You know, if you go to the third world countries, mm-hmm. life is so simple there that you know they valued. That's how they passed the time, and they valued it um here in america it's a lot more complex um there are a lot of um distractions
0: distractions is the word i've used this quite a bit before uh in current society as it were and our phone is one of them uh and our phone is multiple distractions all at once yes i mean yes and it's smarter than all of us sometimes (laughs) it seems right so i think that all the things going on around us and the things Mm -hmm. people are saying and no offense to media i think that there's a De- de- There's definite some place, place for, for right. media. Right. But I think in many times, though, mm-hmm. um, they get a little carried away because they're protecting a job, and that happens, right? So give them credit for doing their job. That's okay. All of us have to do ours. But I think that we have a responsibility to filter some of it yeah. so that it doesn't inhibit our growth, so that right. it helps our growth. Yes. And that's why I'm taking this, this, this model of a, of a presentation and saying maybe this can help us concentrate on some of the good stuff. Yeah. Some of the stuff that feeds us mm-hmm. and nourishes us and mm-hmm. pushes us forward. Puts and us in a
3: good frequency. Exactly. frequency.
0: And yeah. I'm betting that when your father told those stories, mm-hmm. it was with passion and depth and life. You could feel the blood running through his veins mm-hmm. when he said the words. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yeah. And my sons have heard those from me.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I always felt a little strange for them because now they take a piece of me with them wherever they go. Mm-hmm. And I know that they feel it. And it's interesting because I thought I had an obligation to tell them some of the experiences, right? One, so that maybe they can avoid some challenges of their mm-hmm. own, but two, so they could have a depth of understanding.
3: Mm-hmm. I yeah, think your life. father did the same. I think Bravo. that's why this, um, yes. And I, I, I think um, that's the most valuable thing. He could have left me even more than money. Yeah. And in, in inheritance of money—I mean, you spend it, it's gone, right? But the, these are stories that, you know, their value lasts far beyond, America. Um, America. you know, even his lifetime. Now it's impacting my life, and I've told these stories to so many other people, um, and who but knows what kind of impact, a rippling effect, it could be having with other people,
0: you know? I'm obliged now to see what I can do to enlarge the scope of people sharing stories again. So, wish me luck, stay with me, because maybe we'll you know, give a few people, a few people more, a chance to tell their stories. Huh?
3: Maybe. I, I think stories are so important. People love stories. People love to hear stories. So, you know, even here in America, that's why we go to see movies. It's just oh, another way to see to see a story. <laughs>
1: Completely agree.
3: Um, but you know they need to hear real stories, you know, real positive stories. Um, you know, not dramatized. a not, not d-
0: just what they are, right? <laughs> right?
3: You know, historians said you don't need to dramatize. For exactly right. <laughs> they are just got what got they are. have got enough drama it is. But yeah, no, exactly.
0: So, from the advice perspective, and I'm going to get you and I'm going to narrow you down too, like I've done other guests here, as we get to the close of our sitting together for this period. And that is if you had something you could share with the world at large about what it is they should maybe pay attention to from your perspective. And again, your perspective is golden right now because you have the mic, And so you don't need to slant it so that someone is pleased or not pleased by it. What is your idea of how we can be stronger, better, more focused, more resilient, hang tough, get it done and work together? You know, um,
3: be true to yourself. Um, you know, a lot of us have done things that we're not really proud of. and You know, we wouldn't think to share it. Um, but I'm finding that especially um, where I'm going with my faith, you know, faith in God, that um, actually it's the stories that you're not proud of that you don't want to share. Um, There could be true stories right there, Um, huge lessons that could be learned, not just for me, you know, um, as I think back on, you know, things that have happened that I wish never happened, Um, but things I learned, how I became a better person, and someone else could be like, wow, you too, (laughs) you know, and, and they can be encouraged. People aren't looking for perfection. They are, you know, I'm a recovering perfectionist. People are not looking for perfection, and and what is perfection anyway? It's a myth. All of us have our different ideas of perfection. So does it really exist?
0: No, it I'm, I'm not but sure. Excellence does. Perfection, perfection doesn't, does. but excellence does. And the two are different.
3: The two are different. We should go for excellence. Right. Perfection, you know, you, the, yeah, you're going on a slippery slope there. And people aren't looking for perfection. They're looking for people who are real, who are genuine. I mean, you're looking at a piece of leather, how do you know that it's real by you know it's perfectly machined and all that? No. The fact that it's got marks, you know, that cow may have been attacked by animals or whatever. You know, it's it's gone through a lot of stuff. But you know that's how it's genuine. That's what people want. People want genuine. They want authentic, not perfect. And we try so hard to sanitize our life stories and ourselves. And, you know, it's like, why? Well, why do we do that? Can we just oh, not be who we are? What and can we not accept each other for who we are? Maybe there's some value, you know, we can gain from each other.
0: Fresh, um, uh, you have dropped science, girl. <laughs> First of all, we don't learn very much from the easy stuff right? Mm -hmm. We just kind of have a good old leisurely time. Mm -hmm. It's the challenging stuff that stays with us and helps Mm -hmm. us retain. So those marks, if you will, Mm -hmm. on the leather or on the skin Mm -hmm. is what tells you it's real. And I think that's true as a parallel for our lives too, is those marks are what make it real. Mm -hmm. And now how you endure is the biggest thing. That's why I love the word resilience. And that's what this thing is all about, is hanging tough and staying through and learning from the experience and then maybe sharing it with others. And that's what we are trying to do. Would you
3: mind very much if I shared my story?
0: No, go ahead.
3: (laughs) And it's actually totally in line with this resilience um, thing. So, a story from my own life is that um, for many years, I'm going to say about at least 15 to 20 years, and even when you and I first met, you know, it, a lot of it is because of the economic downturn. You know, circumstances beyond our control. Um, it was really tough for me to find full time permanent work for a long time. I would, you know, in this gig economy, yeah, you know, I'd work all these different gigs, if you will, very temporary, and I would hope that they would turn into full time permanent, which they never did. You know, I felt like I was used. I was being run through a mill. You know, and to benefit other people, but it wasn't benefiting me. And um, you know, I had to reach out to a lot of my prayer warriors and say, "Can you please pray with?" Well, they've been with me through so many ups and downs, so many ups and downs and disappointments, and maybe this could be it, and it turns out not, and that's not. Exactly. Yeah, keep on. And you know, it, it was really, really, really tough. Um, there were a few times where I would get that full time job and then I would get laid off for one reason or another, and you know, um, and I felt very helpless. I, I definitely had my moments. It's very frustrating. I'll be honest. I, I was very frustrated. I was upset and agitated. I've been a lot of tears. You know, my prayer words have been with me through a lot of ups and downs. Um, but you know what? Yeah, I, I did learn something from that, that, you know, what doesn't destroy you, <laughs> it makes you stronger, and I learned from every job that I was at, I learned skills, it was like I was going to school, I was being paid to go to school, if you will, someone pointed that out to me, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to keep that in mind, I like that, I like that, there have been breadcrumbs that have been left along the way, you know, gems of wisdom, and um, I don't, maybe I wouldn't have learned those things. Maybe I wouldn't have appreciated those things as much if I weren't um, being challenged, and this
0: was a different right. challenge. It is. Exactly right. You see, that's your PhD, as it were, your proverbial PhD, that doesn't have to come from a brick-and-mortar university effectively every day on our lives as we're interacting with others, as we're falling down and slipping, as we're running into roadblocks, as we're running into challenges, we are growing and learning. And how much you retain is up to you. I think the consciousness to put yourself in motion to retain is the thing. I think when you leave that open channel and you decide you know what, let me pay attention a little bit now more. Right? Like getting an A in class. Mm -hmm. So effectively you're paying attention because you want to get that A in class? Well getting that A in life as it were right? There is no grade. There's no figurative A. It's just your perception of your own life. So that is really good to hear from you. I really agree with that principle. You know, the university of the streets as it were.
3: Hmm? And I, and there's a great happy ending to this. Uh, um, last year, um, the landlady I had lived with for four years was moving down to Clovis and she wanted me to move down with her and I prayed about it and I was like, you know, I, I don't feel that my life is down there. I think I'm meant to stay here. You know, all my family, all my friends, my roots are here. But here's the thing, you know, I don't have much to go on. I had um, a, a, you know, temporary job and I had a temporary place to stay. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. I, you know, all I had were my hopes, wishes, dreams, my prayers, my faith. You know, and I, I said to God, you know, look, I'm trusting in you. I feel like I'm jumping off a cliff here and I'm trusting in you to cross that ground, to rise up and meet me and catch me. And, but I, you know, I want to take that chance because I want to, you know, live my heart. I want to find my passion and I think it's here. I don't think it's down in Clovis. So. Oh yeah, there's guaranteed housing. But is there guaranteed employment? Not really in the labor market down there is not the same as it is here. And I was like, and so this, this is what I meant by faith has to be crazy. It has to be crazy. You can't go by what you, oh, you know, what you see and whatever, you know, things that, yep, yeah, it's meant to happen because you see it. Faith is going by, you know, what you know and what you hope to be true, but you don't see it. You know, I, I wasn't seeing it, but I was, I was believing in God for it. And, and it was crazy. That's the craziest thing <laughs> I've ever done. It's like flying out of a plane, you know, jumping out of a plane with no parachute, really. And um, I, I, every day I reminded myself, God, I trust you. No, I, I trust you. I'm not going to allow any negativity to come in and, you know, wreak some doubt in, in my head. No, I'm trusting God in this. And I know he'll come through. I don't know how. I don't know through whom or whatever. I just know he'll come through. And he did. Um, My uh, temporary landlady said, you know, this is working out really well. You can stay here as long as you like. So that came through and then I got another job. It was temp to hire. And, um, you know, after, usually it's three month probation. After two months, they said, we're we're gonna hire you on. We want you on full-time permanent. I got to tell you something, Roger. So this year we went through so that was my full time permanent job. That was October of last year. So I celebrated my one year work oh, anniversary October
0: second.
3: Praise the Lord. And but you know, this year has been an incredible year professionally because, you know, we we've been through this incredible busy, a crazy, busy season. Um so we went through our busy season two months earlier than last year. Busy season last year was August, and we went through it in July. Oh, yeah, June, in June. Um, in July, we hit record numbers with revenue in the whole history of the company, um, $471,000. We're a small business. And we were celebrating that. But then August was super crazy busy. And then she said, I think we might have beaten that record. And sure enough, we did.
1: <laughs>
3: well, um, we made $550,000 in August, and I was thinking, there's no way, we, you know, we can match that, because we're going to start slowing down here, you know, we're kind of like a seasonal um, company, and so I thought, well, at least September, maybe will be last year's September's numbers, we did, by $200,000, and then, oh, but, but wait, there's more, <laughs> there's, there's a whole lot more, um, and then, you know, so my boss, was working, crunching out the numbers for October. And she said, I think we may have beaten August numbers. I said, Get out of town. You gotta be kidding me. And she said, No, Prussia, usually we slow down because we have rain. We've not had rain. We've, we, we have yet to go through a slowdown. I said, Oh, yeah, that's kind of true. And then I realized there were a lot of high dollar contract jobs we have been working, but I didn't think that. We'd been working, you know, that they were that high to kind of surpass August numbers. She says not official. So at August we had we brought in five hundred and fifty thousand. She said we may have brought in five hundred and ninety thousand. You
0: know. Now. And now your position is stable, (laughs) and you're connected with them, and you can see longevity in it.
3: uh, I, I believe so. You know, it's it's always you know. I mean, the future can kind of change. But, so cool. But here's the thing, watcher. So because we have been so busy, um, I felt like I lived at work sometimes because I've had to pull eleven hour, twelve hour days. We all we all do that. Um, had to work Saturdays. Had to work Friday nights. Had to, you know, to get we have to get the job done. And um, you know, yeah. Just this past week, I put in ten hours of overtime, mm-hmm. and and so you know, I, I'm like, I'm praying for rain, God. <laughs> we uh-huh. can use the slowdown. I, I actually, I'll be going on vacation next week, so Very it's perfect nice. timing, and, nice. and I need it. But um, but just, I, I feel, I feel like with this incredible, crazy success we've had with the company, um, it's totally more than makes up for all those years. Mm-hmm of you know the frustration there's an old
0: phrase all's well that ends well can i
3: tell you one more
0: good thing that happened yes absolutely hold one second okay all right i definitely want to hear it (laughs) so yeah tell me go ahead
3: well so you're sitting
0: so that's good um
3: I, I was flabbergasted when this actually happened. So I work accounts receivable yeah. where I work. So I'm, I'm the one checking the mail for checks, mm-hmm. you know, receivable Uh-oh. checks.
0: Uh-oh. All checks and, are good checks, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you
3: go. Well, when, so we were kind of going through a drought, you know, maybe two twosies. There's some days we would have no payments come in. And my um, controller was getting frustrated. She's like, oh. We need to get these, you know, yeah, the, you know, bring the money ARs. in. But uh, <laughs> color collections, yeah, you man. know, that's collections. Man. But anyway, well, one day, oh, the bomb, the bomb went off in a good way, in a good way. Um, I went out and I checked the mail, seven checks.
0: Oh, boy. Open. Oh, wait. Talk about aging. All right.
3: Seven checks totaling $150,000 so in one day. And. I, oh, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs>
0: oh, true, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't resist to stop you. But go ahead, go ahead. Go to <laughs> but, there.
3: but my But my, um, I asked my big That's boss, cool. have we ever brought in that much money yeah. for the company? She said, and the whole history now, the law of a lot of averages company, in there, yeah. too, though,
0: because you had more volume. So that means that you're going to have more due. Yeah, right?
1: Exactly. And so, so
0: this weird cycle happened. Yeah. So it was a win-win. And yeah, it worked, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
3: But we had to go through a tight cash flow because we have to spend more money, you know, for more help to do the work when the money is not there. So we have to, um, you know, ask for more money in the loan or, you know, what we're borrowing. Um, You know, so we got the staff, you know, we can pay the staff, we can, you know, pay for the equipment, rental, you know, all that. But then, exactly, but it all pays out in the long run because then... Two or three months later, that's when the checks come due, and then it's not cash flow is not so sort of tight. Exactly.
0: All's well. And that, that's where we're close here now. Now think about it. Really, we're pretty good, actually, aren't we? So our segue to closing is, ladies and gentlemen, all's well that, <laughs> that ends well from pressure herself. So ladies and gentlemen, if I may, thank you for joining us again today for another episode of round 12. May you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. May the worst days of your future be like the best days of your past. And may you continue to answer life's bell every time. Until we meet again, time!